It's how we should start every podcast. And it slowly fades out. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Park with Psych Athletes here, and we're all together. And today, we're going to be kind of discussing anxieties. We're going to be talking about nerves, about confidence, and kind of a lot with everything going on right now when it comes to the pandemic, when it comes to COVID and whatnot. And just just people realizing, especially athletes, that they may have anxiety and they may uh, be learning a lot about anxiety um, that they've been feeling because this pandemic has kind of brought about a feeling of like, man, I want to figure out what I really want to do. Once this is over, I want to be able to be in a good place in my life. And um, being able to, I mean, not being able to socialize with others is definitely hitting people really hard. It's been hitting me hard as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just the open discussion today. Yeah, I think how a lot of kids are feeling now, especially how I felt when the pandemic first started, is that you have a lot of time to yourself. And what that brings is a lot of self-reflection and that can either be negative or positive. Like when the pandemic first started and I was just sitting at home for the first month, I was just reflecting on all the negative stuff over the last like two years, just all the stupid stuff I've done. And it made me feel so bad. And I hadn't even thought about these things in like years. But since I had all this time to myself, I was just in my thoughts, you know, just like reliving all of these moments. And I think that's what a lot of kids are, are going through right now. Yeah, I mean, people aren't even able to play sports right now either. Like, this organized mm-hmm. sports and shit isn't going on. Dude, I read a statistic where it's like one out of three high school athletes are depressed right now because of, you know, everything going on. Yeah. <clears throat> this year, the reason why we wanted to bring this, or I wanted to talk about this, is because, I don't know, in the last year I never, or throughout my life, I never really, like, struggled with anxiety or anything like that. I've never people talk about it they would always just be like yeah i got this anxiety and be like what's that i mean what does that feel like like why is that a problem for so many people and people that don't understand what it feels like that's probably you feel like indifferent to it and that's how i felt my whole life and then this year i kind of had my first panic attack and did not go smoothly and then i kind of realized like this growing sense of like paranoia or anxiety or stress and it's just been like weighing on weighing on me and it's probably the same for a lot of people i know there's a lot there's been a lot of talk about a lot of people developing this sort of anxiety from staying at home from like information overload on the internet like i go on twitter and i get freaked out because there's so much bad shit going on and people are dying and it all sucks the world sucks and you just can't help but feel hopeless in that moment and that and that and that builds and builds and builds over the over the over the years and that's kind of, it's it's kind of a close parallel to how I was in sports. I never realized I had anxiety through my playing career until it kind of like came to the later stage when I started working my ass off and seeing no results come of it and then getting these nerves and this, you know, sense of like stress on game day instead of going out there and trying to have fun. And that's kind of what it's like. Like when you have this anxiety, it kind of just follows you around in sports and in life. Because that's how it's felt for me, too. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, though, like kind of what you were saying, how, I mean, not a lot of people understand the feeling of anxiety until it kind of smacks and it hits you and stuff. And what's great about it, as we kind of develop as a society, it's no longer like a really shameful thing. You know what I mean? Where you don't have to feel shame for it. People are talking about it. People are starting to preach about it a little bit more. The only negative side is that a lot of people will talk about it, but they don't know exactly what they're talking about. And um, especially when it comes to, bro, like big pharma, um, shit like that, 
especially any types of prescriptions. Like people are on, I think like 30% of the United States is on Xanax, many, many different medicines for, um, or prescriptions for anxiety. And the problem kind of with that, working with a lot of people struggling with anxiety is that usually it kind of, it's just pressed in the media right now. It's pressed on mainstream media. And um, from my, just my own opinion is that like, the prescriptions never really fix the underlying cause. They fix like the physical symptoms. And um, that's one of the things that I've been trying to kind of like preach is uh, trying to take take the natural route to kind of fixing this uh, issue in your, in your lives. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that, you know, need prescriptions if they're on like the, the far, far end of it. Yeah. Some people need it, but it's kind of weird. It's kind of like back in the day, like back in like the fifties or the forties, like if you told somebody that you were depressed or you had some, some psyche problems, they would just throw you in like a psych ward and then that'd be it. But now today it's, yeah, take the Xanax and you're, and you're going to feel a little bit better. But that is not, that's definitely not the route that we want to go. And that's not the route that we want to push here. Yeah, bro. They used to throw everybody in cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, oh, you're a little weird. Mm. I read a story one time about the dude that kind of discovered a two-way communication via the telephone. And like, he was all like, I can communicate with somebody. They gaslit the fuck out of me. Oh, yeah. I can communicate with somebody from blah, blah, blah. And then these people literally threw him in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple of years later, he got out and created it. Just crazy. Pretty awesome. But on the on the top of a topic of anxiety and sports, I just feel um from what I've seen, nothing's really being addressed on that front. It's almost as like like I'm playing on a team and no one has it. It's almost that's what it looks like. You know? But then you see the you see your teammates go up and you see them a little stressed out and you see them a little get down on themselves after they fuck up. Or you see them fail at something for, like, the tenth time in the row and they can't seem to get past something. And you realize, you start to realize that there's something there that's holding them back. Yeah, 100%. a lot of times they're insecure, too. Yeah, they exactly. don't want They don't want to show it to other mm-hmm. people. And sports is super rah-rah, right? It's not this big anxiety, you know, happy fest, like some, like, recovery fest. Yeah. You know, they want to get in there. They want to get their, coach want to get their shit done. And they want their athletes to play hard and they want them to be tough, mentally tough. You know, but what athlete is mentally tough in in respect to, like, performing at a high level constantly without no pressure and the utmost confidence? It's a lot to ask from your players. Yeah, the only difference when we look at professional athletes and and compared to amateur athletes is that the pro athletes have the resources to actually deal with their anxiety because every single athlete that's ever played a sport has dealt with anxiety. It's just that they can handle a little bit better because they have those resources. But when you're an amateur player in college, you don't get a lot of those resources. So you kind of just internalize everything that is happening to you and then try and put on this front of, yeah, I'm, I'm a tough guy. Like, I'll just let that weigh off my shoulders. But it's not like that. Yeah, it's not like you can go up your up to your coach and be like, hey, coach, like I've been, you know, struggling. I'm getting, feeling like I'm really stressed. Like, who's who has a relationship with their coach like that where that coach is going to understand fully what you're saying and then address it and know how to treat it? I would venture to guess that less than 10% of the coaches in the United States will help you with that. Yeah, it's 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 a super like rah rah mentality whether it's male or female sports. Exactly, it is, and like what we're trying to kind of say is that it's okay, like it's okay if you're struggling with this. It's okay to accept where you're at, and that's basically one of the very first steps. 
just like accepting that yes sometimes i get anxiety yes sometimes this happens to me but once you're able to kind of uh, accept that is a part of your life and, and kind of accept everything that's happened to you and everything that will happen to you um you're right where you need to be because everybody i feel like beats themselves up about it too right you have you feel a little anxiety and then you feel a little shame and then you're just like man why is this happening to me why is this happening to me especially when you're having panic attacks all that can go through your mind is stop stop i don't want this to happen i don't want this to happen and one of the best in uh, basically circumstances tools like well while you're experiencing anxiety in the moment is to be able to accept it and let it pass over you because there's this line that's called it basically it goes like um, what we resist persists Anything that we resist, we continue to give more attention to it. It's going to persist in our life. But once we can kind of accept the anxiety in the moment that we're feeling, it's able to pass over us and run its natural course much, much easier. Yeah, I want you guys to be able to like kind of identify it, right? And that's not saying that you're going to be like, anxiety, oh my God, anxiety. You know what I mean? It's, it's like something you kind of have to like look at and, and take it, you know, be self-aware in a, in a sense. You know, maybe it's not a huge problem for you. Right. But you want it. You don't want to neglect it and let it fester in your mind like I did. Yeah. Right. You don't want to do that because then the, like Parker said, it's just going to snowball. It's going to be it's a domino effect. What you want to do is don't. It's like the yips. You don't want to tell you don't want to. Yes, you want to tell people that you're struggling with your friends, but you don't want to be like when you have the yips in baseball, you don't want to be like, I have the yips, everyone. I have the yips. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, kind of, you know, address it with maybe someone you care about or or someone that will understand you fully if that's a coach even better if it's a teammate that will understand sure because there's a lot of um i would find it so hard back in the back in when i was playing back in the day you know back in the glory days i would find it so hard if i if i went up to a teammate like hey man like i've kind of i'm kind of being like you know there's like my mental my mind is like fucking with me you know i'm just like not being who i'm supposed to be i would think that's really hard for a high school athlete or even a college athlete to be able to do that's something that's really mature so it's not like you have to go out and 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 you know scream about it but you don't you definitely want to address it and not let it faster yeah and there's like some very simple things that you guys can start doing too like when you start you know you start feeling your heart race before you're you're about to get up to the bat or or you start feeling your heart race when you're about to take a free kick. Really, if you just step back and, and you embrace that and you just kind of ground yourself and you take a moment and just think of everything around you, like, you know, you feel the wind, you hear all the, you hear all the voices in the back of your head, ground yourself for a moment and then be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't want to be in the state of, like, you're in your mind, mm-hmm. right? You want to be in your body, in yourself, on the field, yeah, in the ground. Yeah, and that's kind of what our full... Um, like when we have coaching programs or online programs, that's a lot what it tackles. Um, and like we really have a five to six step philosophy when it even comes from overcoming sports anxiety, overcoming anxiety in general, getting your life on track. And one of those bet, like best and favorite tools that we like to use that we like to start off with is something called the EFT tapping. And um, EFT tapping is basically an ancient, ancient form of acupuncture. Uh, But what's great about it is you actually don't even have to use needles. You can just use the certain meridian and energy points um, on your face, on your uh, chest, on part of your arms arms and your hand um, that 
kind of Chinese culture discovered were these meridian points and these energy centers that were holding a lot of anxiety and uh, extremely charged emotions up in your brain and your subconscious. Um, but there's certain spots and you guys can look it up EFT tapping uh, where you can actually tap on these certain spots and it's kind of like a form of acupuncture and it releases all of this. Um, and so that's a great just like one time type of anxiety uh, relief strategy. However, to actually overcome it in the long run to actually start to break the habit of being yourself and transform into a new person you really have to go back into a lot of your past experiences that you've personally gone through a lot of your core beliefs that you were raised with and start to see and identify if any of them are negative or limiting you from performing at your peak potential because a lot of these things are stuck in our subconscious so uh, that's why we kind of talk about subconscious releases all the time and then moving towards um, understanding you know our thoughts control our reality and making a new person uh, that becoming character we never want to be stagnant anymore we, we never want to ask ourselves like who am I it's always who am I becoming you're always a becoming self um, so that's kind of our, our mental strategies and there's just so many different tools like EFT or just breathing or just nonchalant stuff that you can do but really if you ever really want to take care of anxiety you have to go through the entire process of a subconscious release. Yeah, because if you think about it, like all this stuff in your subconscious, that stuff has been festering for years. Yeah, it's you know, ninety. It's ninety percent of your brain. Yeah, you're not gonna get over that in in like the your coach in says, a one. Flush it, yeah, or like it's your coach don't, says, overthink don't, it. don't overthink it. Yeah, and that's like a really big misconception that I think a lot of coaches have, and Is a lot that of people athletes can just wipe their mind blank. For yeah, a they're just like with one, like one and one foul swoop, you know, it's <laughs> your anxiety yeah. is gone. But like the reality of it, it is that this builds and depression and anxiety and all these different mental problems it builds over a period of time it's not something that just like you know like it'll hit you one day because it's been building so when we say you need to go through these subconscious releases you're releasing years mm -hmm. of pent-up anxiety even if you don't think it's even if you don't think you have it that's why it's called yeah that's why a it's, lot of it's people, subconscious yeah, guys for a lot of people it's probably not so severe yeah it's you not, know it's just this little kind of like self-doubt back there in your mind that's definitely what it was for me i never felt like i was just like super yeah. anxious like oh god oh god that's if you're listening to this right now you're probably not like that if you're listening to this right now you're probably looking for some help with overthinking stuff mm -hmm. and that is yes a form of anxiety but we don't want this we don't want anxiety to be this you know term you know because it can of, be so yeah, broad it, it can mm -hmm. yes it can, be, it can range from a number of things like spectrum you a tiny little you know negative thought or you could just be thinking you're fucking so, like worthless piece of shit. And it's fine on both spectrums. So what you have to understand is it's not, anxiety is not some curse. You know, it's something that can be treated. Yeah. And we don't want to say anxiety, we don't want to put like a huge weight on that term, essentially, is what I'm saying. And I wanted to kind of ask you guys, because I kind of want to like illustrate a, a sort of like feeling or sensation that some people might get when they get anxiety. Because for me, it felt like this. And I, I think a lot of people, if if you heard like what it actually sounded like, you'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like that sometimes. But for me, it was, it's kind of like this, like, sense of like buzzing, like kind of raising and you, your heart starts being a little bit faster and your breath gets a little sharper. You know, that's what it kind of feels like for me when I get it. Yeah, let's kind of like th like throw out some of the, yeah. the symptoms what does it of it. Yeah, like for you guys? It's different for, for, so for me, I used to sweat. Oh, okay. So I used to sweat a little bit. Mm -hmm. And my heart, so I'd feel it. It would start, it would like start in my hands and my feet. 
my hands and my feet would kind of like get a little mm-hmm. shaky and I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, shit, here <laughs> it comes, here it comes. And then once I had that feeling, since I didn't have any resources or anything to, you know, calm down for a minute, ground myself mm-hmm. and realize what's going on, it would just come over me like a wave. And then, you know, one sweat droplet would streak down my forehead. And then, like, at that point, it was all over. Like, it was, I'm um, like, we just watched, we just watched this news anchor who, like, you could see him on air slowly deteriorating yeah. as the panic attack started to come over him. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that, and it's different for everybody. So, for me, it was, I got a little shaky, I got a little sweaty, and then yeah. it was all over. I always got, like, I have, as you guys know, I have scalp psoriasis, so I have, like, I have really sensitive skin. So, whenever I would feel a little stressed or anxious, I would get this, like, tingling in my, like, scalp or, like, around my body and it would be like this kind of like itch but I couldn't get it away it's that's how it feels like a lot of times when I'm stressed when I'm when I'm maybe sometimes working out or I'm stepping up to play I get this like little tingling and that's what happens my my psoriasis kind of flares up when I get stressed or anxious so it kind of anxiety can manifest itself in a a numerable, innumerable amount of ways. Yeah, it might not even be physical too. Yeah. Like some In, internally, it's overthinking. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. overthinking. Stuff's going through your mind. You're trying to figure. It. You're not able to be present. You're in the past. You're in the future. You're overanalyzing everything. And then physically, it can you know come about in numerous ways. I think everybody internally finds their own unique um, feeling towards it. But in the physical symptoms, you know, there's always the um, lump in your throat. There's always the um, one, one thing you really want to consider is whenever you're feeling anxiety, um, look at your body language and see what happens. You end up tensing up, your muscles get tighter, you close off. So um, that's that was always a big thing for me as well. Yeah, and you can see how that can directly impact your performance, right? Yeah. You're just yeah. like, you, your anxiety or your low self-confidence is manifesting itself in physical ways yeah. as well as mental mm-hmm. And that's equally as important, and that has a direct influence on how yeah. you play, especially if you get stressed or you get some self-doubt and your muscles tense up. Like you, that's It's a known fact in all realms of sports that once you get tight and once you're not relaxed, you're going to perform worse. Oh, yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's about getting that feeling of relaxation. You know, you've done this before. This is easy to you because it is. You guys have been athletes for so long, and you've been playing your sport for countless amount of years, put a countless amount of work hard work and effort into it and you want it to take you places and you just have to kind of realize that you're not going to play your best unless you are feeling your best yeah i think i think it's really hard for people to kind of try to face that negative shit Mm -hmm. to really go back in their past and try and try to face it and try to like recounter some of it that's going to really help you let it go because we've been talking about the law of attraction a little bit here and the law of attraction like the most basic understanding of it is you know the thoughts that you have are you know can are going to be if you have positive thoughts you're going to have a positive life essentially you're going to be able to manifest easier and whatnot so when we do subconscious releases or we do something like EFT where we focus on a lot of these negative things that happen to us or negative core beliefs everybody's like no no you're supposed to only think positive you're only supposed to think positive because that's going to manifest my life right that's what all the you know the gurus out there of like the law of attraction the manifestation people the people who probably watched like this secret one time and think they know everything about it um however the kind of fact of the matter is everybody like we were talking about earlier when mitch was saying guys our subconscious is 90 percent of our brain it runs you and if you're listening to this podcast right now you have these things inside of your mind 
that are running constantly over and over and over again. It's negative shit. So your conscious mind, if it's only filled with positive thoughts, that's great. But if you still have this negative shit in your mind continually running, you're never going to be able to manifest what you truly want because you're just going to be setting yourself back and self-sabotaging so much. So that's why it's super important to kind of go back to the negative and kind of fully experience the emotions that you would feel if you didn't first repress it when you were a child or something when you really didn't understand the feeling. Yeah, that was always what frustrated me so much too is when people were always like, just think positive, you know, like self-affirmation, just think positive, you think positive. Like like you said, it's like, how the fuck am I going to think positive if I have all this turmoil in the back of my mind? How the hell do you do that? Yeah, You can't. You have to address the negatives first before you can become this enlightened person and have those... And have efficient self-thoughts. Because mm-hmm. if you're having positive self-thoughts but you have negatives, that's not efficient. You know, that's not a long-lasting solution. You might feel good for a couple of minutes. But if you, in the end, don't address all the stuff that you already have built up, you're just it's just a, a facade that you're putting up. And you're yeah. never going to get better. Yeah. And it's never just like a... It's never just a switch and mm-hmm. then you're done with anxiety, right? Even once you do conquer a lot of these things, like it's just the importance that you place on something. Even when Ryan was all like, uh, yeah, guys, I have the yips, yada, 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 right? Where he's like, I'd never say that. That in the end, like if if you're in a good place where you're like, yeah, it's just the yips and you're able to joke around mm-hmm. with it and it's like not important to you, it's of, not going to affect you. Yeah, progress. Right it's, a, it's a sign of huge progress. Remember, it's a tent plus freedom of outcome. What, when some things mean less to you, yeah. I also want to touch on the fact that you might be on your team and you might think that you're the only one struggling with this, this like self-doubt or negative thought. And, and you might be made, being made aware of it just because you're listening to us and not a lot of people are aware of, you know, what's actually holding them back. So you might look at a teammate and be like, wow, he, he really has it put together. You know, he's playing well, you know. But I guarantee you he's going or he or she's going through some shit of their own, right? Everyone's dealing with their own shit. That's the, mo- that's the biggest thing I've realized in the past 12 months. Everyone's got their own shit. No one's put together. Everyone is in this sense of disarray. Everyone struggles with their kind of like, you know, identity, their self-worth or self-confidence. Everyone struggles with that. And if you think that there are people out there that are perfect and then don't have to deal with this stuff every day, you're probably wrong, right? Especially in sports, in the sports realm. It's something that's so prevalent but unacknowledged. And that's what we want to do is we want to normalize it and make it known. So when you look at that kid on your team and you're like, damn, he has it all put together that's the line of thinking that's just going to spiral you down even more that's a really good point that's been giving me solace lately because it's like the basically us versus like them kind of mentality where you think it's all about me 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 or something so you'll think of like oh my life's so hard i have anxiety i have this i'm depressed i'm going through this blah 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 but then when you start to try to get into the mind of somebody else and what other people are going through you start to realize that shit dude life is hard Life is hard and everybody's going through the same thing. I can't compare myself to others. I just got to compare myself to, you know, my myself yesterday and continue mm-hmm. growing. I used to have a lot of those thoughts too. I'd be like, damn, bro, like, I wish I was that person. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, they probably have it so much better than me. Like, I would love to just switch and just be in their shoes for a day. But it's like, if I were to do that and, and go in their shoes for a day, it would probably be even worse mm-hmm. <laughs> than what I'm going through. Yeah. You know, so you never know, guys. Like, everything's everyone's got something going on. It reminds me of mid-90s. You remember that scene? You, you guys seen mid-90s? I didn't see it. You, no. see, you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Remind when he me goes, When he goes um, to, uh, what's his name? What's the little kid's name? Stewie? 
No, it's not Stewie. The little anyway, skater kid. Yeah, and he's talking to the little skater kid, and he goes, you know, you might think everyone has it good, everyone's got that good life, but when you look in their closet, you wouldn't trade your shit for their shit, right? And that's, like, something that kind of stuck with me. You know, it seems cliche, a little art house movie for you, but... It's not really our house, actually. It's pretty great. No, John Hill took some. He took some time yeah, on that movie. movie. That but was... that's something that's huge. Like if you, if you went up to someone and you think you thought that they had it all, you stepped in their shoes for a day. Say uh, I wanted to be. Who do I really like? <laughs> say I wanted to be like Chris Paul. Huh? Why would I want to? Okay, oh, let's just say I wanted to be Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what team is he playing again? Because I'm just thinking he's on the Suns now. Oh, wasn't he? he was on the Celtics, yeah. right? No. Okay, just stop talking after it's fault. You're embarrassing us. Holy shit. You're embarrassing us in front of everyone. I dude. obviously have no idea. <laughs> I have, I'm Okay, not let's just say <laughs> Let's just say I want to be Chris Paul. Dude, I just get found. And out. I go and I'm living I'm I'm in Chris Paul's house. Yeah, it might be fucking nice. I'd be like I have all this shit. I play for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> but then you look and you kind of see what that person's going through. And it could range from all types of things. You know, mo' money, mo' problems, man. You know, Chris Paul's rich, dude. You might, there, there might be a lot of stress that comes along with yeah, that. Yeah, it's different. Like, his you stress know? might be interviews and stuff. Exactly. Like, There's a lot of... And he might be he might be on the inside boiling with anger or fear or something. And then you kind of realize, you know, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I want to be. I want to be myself. And that's it's this, it's this where perspective comes in as well. Right, you never want to be in a position where you're comparing yourself to other people. That's the opposite of progress. Progress is what Parker said earlier. It's comparing yourself to who you were yesterday, and if there's a jump or improvement in that, then that's where you build your confidence, and that's where you take solace in. And if it, if you're not better than you what you were yesterday, then let's work to improve it. That's essentially what it boils down to every single day when you're de- dealing with stuff like this. If you want to become a better player physically, if you want to become a better person mentally. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take progress. And that's where we talk about goal setting, which we'll probably get into in another podcast, but we address in our in our course, in our game day meditations. But, um, yeah, I think, that was yeah. A, I think that was a great way to end it. That sounds good. You want to stop talking early, dude? Dude, I feel like we've gone on for a minute. How long has it been? I don't know. I can't tell. Dude, we're just getting to the good part. We're just about to talk about Chris Paul, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, sorry, yeah, it was a good spot to end it. But that's basically, you know, definitely wanted to address anxiety on the nose. And even when I was addressing just now, it just felt like I was, you know, it, I was doomsday speaking about anxiety. And I don't, I don't want you guys to think that's what we're making it out to be, right? Remember, it can range from all sorts of things, minor, severe. No matter where you are, it's something that you can fix gradually. And it might be faster for you than other people, and that's okay. You just need to... Have a little bit of perspective. Don't compare yourself with other people and compare yourself to who you were yesterday, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys want to learn more about this, guys, we have a presentation. It's free. It's a free video presentation. Link is going to be in the description, kind of just divulging a lot of our secrets and, and whatnot, a lot of our pregame. We have pregame and postgame guided meditations to really end games on nerve on uh, end nerves on game day. And that's kind of what we're making this podcast for. That's why it kind of came about at the beginning. Now we kind of realize how much good we can do with it. But um, if you want to learn more about anxiety, if you have nerves on game day, that's where to go. See you guys later. Adios. Peace.